Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. It is your host, Dave Neal, with... Was that a boo? Did you boo that me? Was a woo. Oh, you got a woo? With Tasha Courtney. That was my intro on that one. Was that good? That was pretty good. This is a 10 a.m. episode. I feel like in the morning... What are you doing looking at your phone already? Babe. Holy was... shit, it's 19 seconds into <laughs> the episode. We just started. I haven't turned it off yet. We just started. You, you don't get... Oh, boy. Well, here we go. So it's uh, it's Monday morning here. Uh, I think we're going on April 3rd. April 3rd, Monday morning. How's everybody doing today? Is everyone doing well? Doing all right. Everybody hanging in there? We got our week started all right. I feel like Regis and Kathy Lee when we did this. Well, how was your weekend? <laughs> well, I was with you. That's actually my dream is to be Regis and Kelly. They have the cushiest job ever. They just show up and drink wine for a couple hours and shoot the shit. Any one of those jobs would be the easiest thing to do. And they don't even do, they do like 10 minutes of small chat. We do it two hours a week. Yeah. And then their producers give them stuff. They have little cards with stuff to talk about. So this is episode 216. You, um, did, did you listen to the one with Luke? No. 215? I it didn't. was a good one. It was. You were working. Well, that's the thing. I got a last minute one. This is what I like to do. We got the little carrying case for the podcast. Just take it on the road. Luke's like, I'm ready to go. I'm like, okay. So I show up. Five dogs greet me at the front door. And it's this gorgeous house with a pool in the backyard and the mountains overlooking it. And I'm nice. like, clearly this isn't a swimmer's salary. But um, he lives with his mentor now. Michael Phelps? Uh, not my, No, he lives with a woman. He no, lives with I'm a, saying Michael Phelps could live oh, at right, a beautiful... Yeah. Ryan Lochte could, Ugh. but yeah, I like Ryan Lochte. I know, because you have a thing for fellow douchebags. <laughs> Love a good douchebag. <laughs> By the way, that's what we were watching Beauty and the Beast last night. I was like, Gaston was singing his song, and I'm like, what lady wouldn't fuck Gaston? Uh, it's just a very catchy co- song. I swear, Beauty and the Beast has the best music of what's all the, the Disney movies. The I almost cried like literally four times in the first 15 minutes. When, I'm not joking. When Chip, when Chip. I don't want to spoil it. When Chip uh, dies, <laughs> whatever. Shut up. That, you know what I mean? When he's like going yeah, away, okay. I'm like, oh, Chip. I actually liked Chip more before he became a boy. It didn't line up with what I thought he would have looked like. Okay. By the way, that movie was so, and it was good, but if you guys have I'm not spoiling anything. If you don't know the ending to Beauty and the Beast, shame on you. Uh, but... They, that was the most inclusive casting I've ever seen in my life. I thought it was great. It was every relationship except for the main one was interracial. Every single one. Not everyone. There was like four different interracial ones. There was dudes cross-dressing. There was LaFou was a fag. Is that something you say? <laughs> it's gay. Don't La think you're supposed to say that. He's not called LaFag. LaFou. LaFou but you know what? Crazy. Everybody was up in arms about LaFou being the gay character. Honestly... It was, they never, it wasn't like overt. They never said like, oh, he's gay. He could have just been his bro. He just wanted to suck Gaston's <laughs> ponytailed cock. That's it. Can a straight man suck a dick anymore? But you know, for all of the fervor that was all over the religious, my religious friend's how do you Facebook. Get over, but how do you get over, how do you, you can't combat their ignorance with hating them. They just don't know anybody. That's all it is. That's all like crazy uh, fundamental Christians, uh, jihadists. They just don't know any better. They're only the product of the way their brain has been wired. Yeah, but how? So, so by how getting do you mad at them, convince somebody to maybe like be a little more open-minded. How do you convince somebody to maybe like I don't know? Take into you consideration go, your opinion or look at it from your point of view, like. 
I, I can understand why some people just get so frustrated because a lot of these people, and I've seen it firsthand, they just take such a hard line and they're not willing to listen you gotta to gotta travel. Facts. You gotta travel. Like, uh, you gotta go to 23rd Street in Chelsea and go to a karaoke bar and have, um, have a guy dressed in drag, uh, uh, check you out. You have to do shit like that. I went to a bar, not a very specific, the same exact story I just said. I went to 23rd Street on like this night where they repealed one of the, the laws in New York and, and there was a, a bunch of dudes. I went with the girl and they made marriage legal. Yeah. And this girl and I, we got, we were hanging out and they, they, the guy, the karaoke leader, uh, host was in drag and like, he was like six foot 15 with heels on and he, uh, he, they cheered us on for being with them. And there was a dude that was there who brought his dad and it was fucking the coolest thing in the world. Cause you didn't have to know what was happening. You knew what was happening. You knew his dad was going to a gay bar for the first time and never knew how to be proud of his son. And then he saw that there was an actual community of love and support and all that. I, I get teary eyed thinking about it. That's it's an amazing true. thing. Yeah. And that, and that can exist you can take some dude from Alabama. Who knows what circumstance gets him to a more liberal mindset, but you, you take But you them. just hope that they eventually get there because I'm sure there are plenty of people in this world that never leave their tiny little bubble and never grow at all. And that, that I think is really sad. So it's like, how can you be the person that maybe helps introduce them to a new point of view or pushes them into a new experience? Not that everyone has to believe what you believe, but... I think, I don't know, I, f- I find the closed-mindedness of it all just upsetting. Sure, but you can't feed people that because they it'll spit it out. So it's almost like they have to find their own hunger. And I think if people want to just travel, I just always recommend going, traveling. You can travel within, within probably 100 miles of where you live and find... I went to this dominatrix place once that I, was in, I didn't even know existed near my hometown. And um, all the chicks had like... Uh, black tape, electrical tape on their tits, and the dudes had like giant cock rings, and it was all, it was just a whole. You saw a lot of cock? I saw a lot of dick, and the I got wasted. The bartender, I think, wanted to fuck, so he was buying me shots, and it, it was the first time I ever felt like a woman <laughs> where I was like, I can't say no to a shot because I've never had one bought for me, so the fact that this dude was buying me shots, and I was drinking like slippery nipples or whatever they're called, the fuzzy pheasant and all these different fuzzy navel yeah i was drinking all the different shits i um i hate to say i mean i don't think i drove until i was i had recovered but i woke up the next day with mcdonald's wrappers all in my car so oh I my went, god I went through a <laughs> what's wrong with i'm not you? proud of that i'm glad i've escaped some of those moments without and harm. you're smarter now i always tell my brother jameson who's in college like look i should have we every every person has should have gotten gotten a DUI at some point where you know it's it's good to look back and and warn others that like look it's, it's, you're going to get caught so now yeah, you do it's just it. not worth it it's just not worth it like that person did you ever figure out what happened to that person who was in the middle of the street Jeez. last night looked like somebody you saw some chick with her heels kicked up in the middle of the in the she middle of a sneakers. road well whatever she had like little slip slips or whatever they're called what are they called little slip on things Either way, she 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 had she had gotten hit by a car, or she had fallen and passed out. Either. No, I think she uh, because I was I was looking at the 
people standing on the corner at the gas station, and they were all explaining to each other what happened with their hands, right? Dan so Cook has the best bit about that, how, <laughs> how after an accident, you just have to tell someone, well, I was uh, over here, and then and then I heard the noise. Well, I was coming out of the kitchen, and it's like, who the fuck cares? But we all have the same story. But anyway, it did. We were driving like by. Probably it was a hit and run. And you wanted me to. crazy. And she couldn't get up off the ground. I hope she doesn't have like a spinal injury. This episode, we're tackling homophobia, hit and run, transgendered rights, and fuzzy navel shots. We're no, but the look- point is that those, that driving impaired ends very badly. And, yeah. you know, Don't kids, young kids, I feel like are the ones that are risky. Like you, your first time at a, at a dominatrix bar yeah boy i don't want to get locked up if you know what i mean by the wrong people uh my buddy has got three duis and yeah it was under house arrest and like well that sounds like a problem yeah normally you learn your lesson after your first dui yeah i mean some people don't some people just can't handle alcohol or i can go out and have it uh like like saturday night i had a show i had two beers uh, you it's know, just not worth the money. Like, if it's going to cost you a $35 Uber to get home, then you need to factor that in to your costs for going out. The problem is... You know, is it's like, it's, that's just part of it. That's The world that we live in now has made it so easy to not drive impaired. You know, you can a Lyft, an Uber, or whatever, but here's a how friend, it works. a taxi company. You have, you have so many time. options. You have to plan it ahead of time. Three drinks. With two, Uber and Lyft, two, you don't have to plan ahead of time. Two drinks, you're okay. Three drinks. Not for everybody. You might not be okay. Four drinks. You shouldn't drive. After six drinks, yeah, you probably can drive. That's how. That's how you that's think. Not that's how you think, though. Then you get the seventh drink, and you're like, "All right, if I just take back roads, and you just, yeah." That's. But it's just not worth it. I, I understand, but it, just saying it's not worth it doesn't mean that's what people listen I to. I just. Think, I feel like in this day and age, there's no excuse because it's. So, I. I sort of got it before in places that weren't New York City where it's impossible to get a cab late night and you're relying on a friend. Like, I can sort of understand that. But now Uber and Lyft are literally everywhere. If anyone needs a Lyft That's ride. That's the only reason I think that anybody should be taking Uber or Lyft because they're such shitty companies. So, but, like, if you're going to prevent someone from dying in a car If you accident, want a $50 coupon and you've never done Lyft, you can use my code DAVE5568. What if that was a whole? That is a real code. You can use it. You will get money off. But that'd be funny. Really? That's really your code? Dave5568. Use my Lyft code. Have a free ride on Do they get any free? Oh, yeah. Someone just posted a video. Just if you're a first-time user, you get $50 off your first. An Uber driver. It's like $10 off your first five rides, right? $50. Total. It fluctuates in each market. So just type in the code and see what they offer you. There was an Uber driver who just posted a video of a couple fucking in the backseat of his car. And he claimed he didn't know that they were fucking. Um, just thought they were making out. And like, and he tried to get cleaning fees after. And uh, as a as a guy who has done rideshare driving myself, I think I don't think I've got, had people fuck in my car. But there was one instance where I wasn't sure, and I've definitely had people like be hooking up in my car. It's interesting because because on one end, um, on one end, I want to I want to like have control of the situation and be like. What the fuck, man? Like, have some respect. But on the other hand, I don't want to be a cock block. So, so I honestly have never told someone to stop hooking up in my car. I've just, oh, every single have time. Have you ever hooked up in the back of a cab? Uh, babe, I'm not answering these questions with you. Ah, you have. I'm not answering these questions Look at with your you. face. Who, that's the only reason you take cabs in New York is if you're not going home alone. If you're going home alone, you take a subway. Oh. Uh. 
I've never taken a I've So the answer is yes, I'm multiple just, times. <laughs> not multiple times. I'm just saying, don't hold this against me. I wasn't planning on holding it against you. I, just when girls throw themselves at me, I'm only a man. <laughs> Some girl, we were sitting at the movie last night, and uh, Tasha was to my right, and then to my left, there was like three young Asian chicks, and they got up, they got up, and one girl was sitting next to me, she got up, and then another girl sat next to me, and I was like, Tasha, they're... Fighting over who gets to sit next to me. Which is so not the case. What I couldn't understand is why these people I mean, not I told I, I I get it, but also I was a little annoyed by it because I had our snacks and my purse on the seat next to me because it was an empty theater, right? There had to have been what, only six groups say in the, the whole the theater. The theater sat maybe one forty and there was probably twenty five of us. It was a very small group of people, and um, we're all wearing this couple came in like glasses. right before it started, and they were like, "Oh, that's my seat, the seat right next to me." And I'm looking at the at the all the empty rows and the the empty rest of this row because they could have just chose to sit one seat down. But I get it, I get it. You want to well, sit near take- a side seat, but maybe we can leave a space because it's not a full theater. Well, so maybe here's the thing. They, we pre-choose our seats now because it's 2017. So you pre-choose your seats. Everyone wants to sit in the middle because you think it's the best seat to view. But if you look at it, you got like a hundred foot well, wide screen. Are in, you interrupting me? Well, but no, there's a point actually for this because I kind of get what you're saying about you can sit on the end and still a fine view. Sure. But you have a bad neck. You would probably complain about it. Don't make me feel old. And <laughs> in 3D, I feel like it would mess with the 3D. Maybe, but if you're, if I'm saying, if you're ten feet to the left or to the right, it's a fraction of a difference viewing wise. I'm not saying if you're in the front row versus the back row, but it's not, it's not the old school movie theaters where if you're in the front row, you have, you need a chiropractor when you leave. It's all pretty much good. It's a, it's a, such a giant screen that you're I all looking at. I would never sit it. in the front row. No? Ever? No, I would leave with a massive headache and a massive neck and shoulder. Problems. So anyway. The, the, the pl- point of the story is that I uh, sympathize with Gaston. I understand. But because, by the way, the first part of the movie, he's just being a nice guy to her. No, he's being a douche. He stomps on her cabbages. Yeah, but he doesn't realize it. That's the point. He's Yeah, he, he's such a bumbling idiot. He's so self-centered how does that, that song he can't start? be conscientious. How does the Gaston song start? No one... And then what? Fights like Gaston. No one fucks Eats like Gaston. Eats rice like Gaston. <laughs> no one pulls out like Gaston on your back like Gaston. <laughs> Shut up. No one uses no rubbers like Gaston. You'll take Babe, his diseases, just Gaston. G A S T O N on your bum, Gaston. But yeah, you have no rhythm. You try to convince me that you would be a good dancer. I could be a great dancer. And if anyone wants to donate uh, classes to us, <laughs> any dancers out there, any, I would be – I've been in uh, several choreographed – I'm technically a professional dancer. I've been paid to dance before accidentally. If you are not currently being paid to dance, you're not a professional dancer, babe. You, I am a retired professional <laughs> dancer. Four years ago in the great garden state of New Jersey, I was paid to dance in a flash mob. So I – I think I know a thing or two about choreography. And I've been watching Dancing with the Stars since season one. Thank you. Oh, you're hopeless. Anyway, so what was the point of my story? Was that Gaston, so so he goes, yeah, he hits some cabbage, his mistake, but he goes up to Belle and he's like, look, I got some flowers for your dinner table. Should we eat dinner tonight? And I was thinking, in what world does that line not work? 
And what's her problem? She's like, do you read her books? Her dad's leaving. Her dad's leaving that night. Yeah, but he asks her out on a date. It's like, and what the fuck do no, you want? She's not Don't interested. hate this guy. He's a captain. He's a he served your province, right? So he's an honorable. Can you imagine in today's world if a Marine comes back and he's like, hey, I got some flowers. Oh, sorry, I accidentally kicked your head of lettuce. But do you mind? I've served country. I've fought in the Revolutionary War. Uh, and banged a lot of widows. Did he bang a lot of widows? You, did you miss that part? Well, so he's, so he's sexually experienced. No one fucks like Eston. No one bangs widows like Eston. I'll kill her husband and then fuck hey, her on a futon. Funny. Well, it's supposed to be. It's a comedy podcast, so I'm trying very hard. You've negated me. That's bad improv skills. You have to yes and me. So we're, so we're talking this morning. I woke up a solid two and a half hours before you. Solid. Yeah, you, said, you said you had to wake up early and do some work. So you took that as a sign that you would stay out of my way and just sleep in till 10. That's fine. Yeah, I didn't have to get up and do work. So here we are. You've had a banana. Or is that my banana? I've had it's a banana. your banana. Do you need a banana? You need some potassium? Nah. So, so, so uh, last night ended with us. We left, the, we left the movie theater and the whole, it was the Grove, which is like some giant, gorgeous outdoor mall. And we had a little dance. We danced. We twirled around. It was nice. There was no one around. Except for us in this giant... Imagine being at Disneyland and there's no one around. Like, the park was closed. And we had a nice little... Twir- we twirled around and danced a little bit. And then just because you did some dance moves that don't exist in any sort of form of dance, <laughs> and I wasn't able to immediately improvise the scene, <laughs> you said I would be bad at dancing. So, you went from ballroom to criticizing me in That's the same pirouette. No, uh, you said... I would, I would never just criticize you for no reason. You said... That you wanted that you wanted to take dancing lessons, and I said you would need a lot of lessons. And you that's said not <laughs> criticism. That's, I think you just proved my point. <laughs> Sorry, you had to uh, roast me in a sincere moment. I was like, let's get some dance lessons, babe. You're gonna need more than me. Why don't you take ten lessons and then we'll talk, okay? I will kill it and dance. Do you not understand? Actually, I've got great I think you muscle would be memory. I think you would be pretty good because you were a musician. And so at least you know how to count in fours Five, and eights. Six, seven, eight. One, two, three, two, two, three, three, two, two. That's two, not two, how it is. Yes. And when you're doing a Latin dance, it's one, two, three, two, two, three, three, two, three. Uh, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. You look so funny right now. That's what it is. Okay. I know. I know my cut time. I know my three fourths. My so four fourths. So that's what I'm saying is that you could probably be pretty decent. One and two and three and four. Cha, 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 cha. Oh yeah. No one fucks like Gaston. Babe, two, three, four. Enough like with Gaston. the Gaston. But like Gaston and that like I think for um Halloween that's what we have to go as. I'll go as Gaston, and um Boone can be um. Uh, LeFou. LeFou. <laughs> yeah, Boone's my LeFou. Boone's my gay sidekick. He just wants to fuck, even though he has no balls. And you get to be one of the sluts that wants to no. fuck Gaston. I'm going to be Belle. Okay, you get to be Belle. So anyway, we're here talking. You uh, stumbled out of bed and looked at one of your um, time hop photos from Facebook. Yeah. How does people listening? How do you feel about the fact that you can see memories? It's not always good memories. Sometimes it's like, oh shit, like that's where I was during that part of my life. Have I improved seven years later? This, you know, it's just it's it's interesting taking inventory on our memories. But you were showing a photo of of what? It described the scene to me. Um. Well, it was just. I remember.
remember it was at like a bar after party kind of thing. I think it was opening night of this show. It was like an off, off Broadway show that I did in New York. This is seven years ago, so you're 14, according <laughs> to the lies that we tell people. And um, so there's a lot of other girls, other dancers from the show in the picture. And one of my best friends from New York and roommate. And I don't know. It was just, it's a cute little picture. But I was very skinny. I was very skinny. How skinny were you? Um, m- none of my pants fit. I had How to quickly like, did you get that skinny? Over the course of a couple months. That's it? I thought you were going to say a couple years. No. Just so a you just months. dropped. So this is like your early early twenties. You're in New York City, and you just are you looking at the photos? Or you I just, was trying to, but I'm a little bit. I so can't you went find to it. look at the photos, and then and then you clicked on your Instagram, and then you started scrolling down. No, I was just, uh, babe. I can't talk and think at the same time. Yeah. So get off your phone. Well, anyway, yeah, I don't need to look at the photo. But so, so it's it's a photo that brought back memories of you in a in a period of your life where you had dropped a lot of weight, like, and you were not feeling healthy. Well, it's sort of mixed. I don't know. It was just it was interesting to look at the picture because you're right. Like, it was a time in my life where I had been very depressed and I lost a ton of weight. I'm already a small person, and. Um, Yeah, none of my pants fit. Like, all of the butts and thighs were, like, saggy in all my pants. And, like, those shorts that I had on in the photo, like, I had to roll them up, like, two or three times to make them fit. Would you lose 20 pounds? You were skinny. No, I would say it was probably only, like, 10 pounds. No. That one photo that you have. Maybe 15. Maybe 10 or 15 pounds. You have some photos, though, that you were really skinny. What made you not like? What is the feeling to not want to eat? <laughs> what is that? that, babe? That's just being depressed. I you, don't know. I mean, literally for a good few months there, I just I couldn't I couldn't do anything unless I had work. I didn't get out of bed. I literally just laid in bed all day, what was the and I wouldn't get up a, to eat except a, to eat like a handful of raisins, and then I'd go back to sleep, or I'd eat like a half of one pop tart and go back to sleep. And it wasn't because I was trying to not eat anything. Did I that just fuck wasn't. Up your menstrual, menstrual cycle. I already had a fucked up menstrual cycle. I was on the depo shot, so that was the what fucked. the depo shot, depo provera. You get a, a shot, shot. You get once every three months. Jeez. Yeah. The shit that we do to the women in our lives. Yeah, really. Like, Shots, why don't you pills, guys get on the birth control? You get, uh, copper uh, darts shoved up your <laughs> pussy. What the fuck are we doing? We don't get on birth control because it's, first of all, in the trial stages. And second of all, yeah, I wouldn't get on something that would fuck with my hormones that much. Yeah, but you don't care that all of us are being fucked of with? Of course I do. I'm mentioning it right now. I think like, it's insane. I feel like uh, that was the big controversy a few months ago when they were saying that they they pulled it from preliminary studies because the guys were having symptoms of depression and blah, blah, blah. And all the women no. were like, yes. No, men, men, and mood men, swings. no, 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 men dropped out of it. It doesn't, they were still continuing studies. No, they Trust decided me. to pull that study, that particular mm. study, because yeah, these I think they just guys decided to pull out these, because it wasn't working. Babe, guys were having these <laughs> symptoms of mood swings and they were like, it's too much to deal with. Right? I, I understand Whereas that that's the clickbait do, title. No, it's not. If you actually read the stuff, I read multiple things about it, babe, and not just Huffington Post. I read actual real study literature, okay? Jezebel. No. Men can't handle. Babe. But it, 
it's bullshit because they didn't even do like proper testing when they pushed through women's birth control. Like they made women's birth control available without doing any proper testing about it. I and to- they did. I totally and and when you. women come in and say, I have these side effects, they're like, mm, well, sorry, that's just part of it. But when men are like, oh, we have these side effects, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't want you to have mood swings. But that also, would how be many really year- tough. How many, how many years Meanwhile, ago that- like women are bleeding and getting ovarian cysts and I got a rash on my arm and like you have a rash on your arm remember when I first started the birth control that I'm on now I got that horrible rash okay, I was I so get it. nauseous I get it. and my doctor looked at me and was like are you sure the rash is it from something else I'm like yes I'm a thousand percent sure the rash is not from something else all right, I, I didn't walk it. through poison ivy it. in Los okay, Angeles. Calm down. You've no, had too just... much coffee. I, I made it a little stronger today, <laughs> but I need to put a seatbelt on you. You're about to fly away. <laughs> okay, you get. I get it. It's not equal. They're back in the day. They treated. They still. They still uh, treat, they us, still like treat us like shit. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, but what are we talking about right now? So. So you're you so got you don't care. You no, just we're talking. Brush it under the table. No, but I'm, that's a whole other issue. So you're super depressed. What caused your depression? In in how bad long? breakup? Which one? Why do you care? Because this is what we're talking about. I want to know. I want to know. New York boyfriend. Look, this is you don't buy a used car and not get a Carfax report. Right? <laughs> you don't fucking find out. <laughs> Babe, who, if you're just now asking the Carfax, look, you're maybe a little I'm, late to the party. Well, if I want to buy an engagement driving ring, this car I'm gonna, for three years. Yeah, I've been driving it, but I haven't purchased <laughs> it. All right. If I'm going to buy something, I need to know what the damages are. So you got so you got railroaded by a guy. Yeah. What part of it caused your depression? Were you uh, heartbroken? Were you? I think it's a lot of things. Yeah, I was heartbroken, was and the- you lose your support system, right? When you've been with somebody for a long time, and a lot of your friends, you, you know, you share friends and whatever. It's like all of a sudden you, I don't know, like you don't have anybody to call, right? I, you don't have anybody to like get you out. But of your why phone. not? Where are your friends? Well, our, all of my friends were also his friends, okay, and they so were dudes, a, and they had real life. You know, it was okay. Just I'm like, not, and I'm not. I've been in similar situations where I've d- dumped a ton of weight, got broke up, didn't have feel like anyone could talk to me. But it's important to know, like, to be, to be the strongest person, even when we are, even if we're fighting, or even if um, you're going through something, you need to have like diversify. Your friends. So you lost yeah, all absolutely. your friends. Well, this relationship. no, I didn't lose all of my friends. I think I just didn't feel. I feel like I lost my best friends, right? Or that I it, lost my my one best friend, and then the, my other friends were inaccessible or not really feeling so, filling that void. So right? he dumped you. Yeah, pretty much in person. I mean, it was it was kind of a long, drawn out breakup. But he, not only did he dump me, he like went on vacation with this, is this guy, other girl. This is the guy. Uh, this is Chris's name. No. This is the. No. Okay, I don't even know this guy. Is this Jimmy Johns? No. This isn't Jimmy Johns. So this is the um the Jewish guy. Yeah. Okay, the Jewish guy caused your depression. No, no, I'm a person who has experienced depression since I was like 12 years old. It's not that person's fault, but yeah, did something that they did spiral me into a nasty depression? Yeah. So the result of losing your identity in with the within your relationship caused a situation that you spiral out of control what caused you to to 
put it back in the right direction. How long were well, you? Well, it's a lot of things. I mean, it's just, I, you know, it's part of feeling your feelings and just experiencing it in the best way that you can. For me, I slept it off for a few months. I didn't eat much. And then, slept um, it off. <laughs> no, really. but I'm saying if, if in hindsight, if you could tell yourself in hindsight, cause I have this thought all the time. If you could tell yourself in hindsight, show up and say, Tasha, get the fuck out of bed, eat healthy, go for a run. Are the things you think you could have done to expedite that process and not put your body in such a scary, dangerous I place? I kind of think that it happens in its own time. And honestly, like, yeah, I was very skinny, but I don't think I was danger zone skinny. I think if I had lost another five pounds, it would have been danger yeah, but you, zone Yeah, you were like, but, if you got sick, like got the flu, then you would have been fucked. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you were at like that... But you know what, ha- what happened is I still had to get out. I had to make money, right? So I had to pull my shit together to go to work. But I was realizing that a lot of, like, my work friends, I didn't have much in common with outside of work. And um, I don't know. It was just whatever. But I ended up meeting someone who was – well, I was doing this show, right? I started doing this show. Um, I don't know how I – A burlesque show? Um, sort of. It was like a vaudeville style, yeah. But it wasn't like. Um, How did you, you you did you audition while you were still in your depression? I'm try- that's what I'm trying to think of. I guess yeah. Did they have to, like, I remember pull you the out audition. Of bed? actually, and Shayna. They fed you raisins. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is that so I started going Free to rehearsals raisins. two three days a week for this bingo, show. Bingo, 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 and. And was working out and dancing and I needed fuel and I started eating Subway. I would get like a sandwich before class and eat like a Subway sandwich. So because I was like burning so many calories, it was forcing me to eat something. This episode is brought to you by Subway. Cure your depression. <laughs> so you did exactly, but you did exactly the, the vaudeville style show provided you the exact thing you needed to get out of depression. A community. Yeah. Uh, working your physical body. So the yeah. community is almost your mental state of mind. Having a, Knowing that you're not alone in this world. Even though fi- I didn't necessarily feel like I was very close friends with those girls. We just Doesn't had matter. fun in class. They, you know? was- they were the friends you needed in that time. Mm-hmm. There were, they were souls that came and went. You probably don't stay in touch with any of them. No, just see him on Facebook. One of the girls actually ended up renting my New York apartment. She sublet it for me the first year that I lived here. Um... Because I was, I wasn't sure if I would like it. Could here, they be like labeled back. as like guardian angels? Yeah, absolutely. And you know who else could be labeled as a guardian angel for me, that time? But we're not talking about my me. friend Aaron. Aaron, because yeah, sure. I was sort of coming out of the clouds at the time when I met her. Um, you can't was, meet these people while you're in the clouds, right? You gotta, you gotta. You but can't. I was, I was working some sort of like promo job, like giving away shampoo or something, and uh, she was also there. And she was talking about what she was going through with her ex. And I was like, oh, don't even go there. Like, I'm having just, like, having enough hindsight to be like, no, this isn't, whatever you're doing is not worth it. Um, It just made me, like, want to give her advice. And she was like, she didn't have a place to stay or something. I don't know what happened. I guess they had just broken up and she was, like, moving out of the place. And I said, you know, you can stay on my couch. And I think, I mean, I feel like she ended up staying there a couple months. And, um, That's great. Yeah. You guys but, needed each other. Well, yeah. And it was like I, I felt compelled to help get her through this and give her advice. But then once you start spewing advice, it's like, well, you can't not take your own advice that you're spewing, Damn. right? So it made me just sort of like get my shit together. Did you guys shower together? I don't think we showered together. Have you ever, have you ever seen each other's boobs? Yeah. She has big boobs, right? Yeah, she does have big, big boobs. Big tits. 
So you didn't shower together, but you saw, you've seen each other's tits. Well, in bras, I don't know if I've seen her full boobs. But, but, you, but you might have. I don't, maybe, maybe, I don't <laughs> Just know. wondering. I don't know. It's not a weird thing. But, like, how nice was your couch? She didn't sleep. Because usually, like, girls, I feel like they team up in bed together. They go, just get in bed. Just get in bed. Don't sleep on that couch. No, I think she did sleep on the couch. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> didn't get anything out of that. So you found these guardian angels. You're getting your head out of the cloud. You start putting some weight on. You're doing this vaudeville show. Then what? I don't know. Then it was over. And um, How long was it from, you know, did you have that moment of serendipity? Not serendipity. Did you have that moment, that blissful moment where you were like, all right, depression's over. I mean, you had to have that moment, right? Where you're like, no. oh, shit. No. I had that. I, really? Yeah. I had that in New York City. Uh, several weeks. It was, it was short-lived. It was short-lived relationships. That's not several weeks. Listen, listen. That's well, nothing. I love how you're trouncing on my <laughs> depressive state. I'm telling you, it was depression. It was a situational thing. I got dumped. I was in a new town. I didn't have any of my people close by. It was winter. All these th- It takes a lot to get your boy Dave down in the dumps. It got me down in the dumps. I, my face was literally like I lost a ton of weight. I'd lost a ton of weight in a week. I couldn't eat. My mom's like, dude, get out of bed. Go eat something. So I forced myself to go, you know, get food somewhere. I, had, I literally had to force it down. I didn't have any jobs or money or anything going on. I was a really put myself in a, in a hell of a place. And then, and then one day I just, I just was like going through the subway uh, station, like near um, Grand Central. And there was a jazz band playing and they were rocking out. And, um, and uh, I just, I just hit that that river of energy, and I was like, "Fuck this! This is no, this town's awesome." And I like skipped my way home. I re- I, I swear, I really did. Got a gym membership. Uh, I started working on my body. I started booking jobs, affirmations, gratitude journal, everything that you can do. And sometimes you have to do. You have to like if you got to really f- punch your way out of the clouds. Yeah. But um, did I have people help me? It felt like kind of like a in the desert situation where I had to come out of it by myself. That's, yeah, that's, I don't know. Everybody has their own process. It's, it's nice to have people to help you, but I don't think you should depend on having people to help you because I think that, um, that's your, that depression is one of those things that you just have to battle yourself. You make up your own mind. Like there might be people that'll help you along your way, but you can't be dependent on like them having like the energy to. How did your family help you when you were younger? Um, did they understand it? No. Is there any other depressant? Depression in your family? No. Um, I think, that, to be honest, they really didn't even feel it. They, they sent me to a shrink when I was in like, when I was like a junior maybe in, in high school. But I had, I had been struggling with depression since probably around like 12. Um, in what other ways? Like how did you know you were struggling with depression? Well, just looking back. Did you I focus realized. all your energy into just your school and you didn't talk to friends or? Well, um, no, not really. It's not like it was, it, that's the, that's the thing is like, it's not always you can't get out of bed and can't eat anything, right? Like plenty of people manage, but I think if you are a depressive personality, you just have to be aware that, um, you're constantly a little closer to the edge than everybody else. Right. So something like a breakup, which maybe some people handle just fine, you know, breakups are always kind of sucky, but, or, or, you know, I don't know what else, you know, something going wrong at school or, or whatever that those, those things will push you over the edge because you're standing closer to it. Right. Um, so you're more fragile. 
not to use the well, term that sounds more weak. At risk. At risk. At risk is what I would say. And I remember even my pediatrician, I'm so far from having kids, so it's funny to think that my pediatrician was warning me in high school that, like, you know, we'll just we'll have a closer watch on you when you have kids because you'll be more susceptible to postpartum depression. Jeez, what am I in it's for? <laughs> Holy fuck. Babe, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It, that I lots believe of women it's a real struggle thing. With. Um, how, how would you, how would you respond to someone being like, "Look, you're a white chick from the Midwest with a family that's still married. You're gorgeous. You're completely entitled to feel happy. What's preventing that?" Well, it's chemicals. I mean, really, that's just that's it's a chemical imbalance. It's not producing enough happy hormones, and so I got to start a chem lab in the kitchen. I have to have, like, uh, some beakers and flasks, some boiling colored juices to just feed you. Like, like I don't want to have – like, I don't want – But here's the thing. It's not I'm, – I'm asking nobody to prevent me from being depressed, right? I feel like that's my responsibility, and I do the work of – making sure that when it starts to feel like a slippery slope that I do everything I can to pull myself out of it before I'm in the danger zone. Danger right? zone. So but how do you pull, how do you even avoid like how do you go about saying, you know what? Like like for me, take and I and I know I'm very self-indulgent, but this is the only uh this homeboy Dave over here with his McDonald's drive-through. I'm the only example I have. So when I don't have much work, if things are really on the fritz, I got to go work out. I got to – if I have an off day, like today, I gotta, I'm going to go run my ass off in sweat because I know it's going to hurt, but what it, it's going to the, – the, the hormones and the adrenaline and the sweating, you can't help but feel good about pushing your body. So that's what I like to do. I like – because I, I, I get bummed and out. And that's not out of my – my realm either that's something that if i felt like i needed to do it i would make an effort to just go work out every day but i'll tell you this i'll tell you there are times when i'm busy and you're not and i pay the price because i know you're at home waiting for me this and that and if there's any road bumps you're smiling right now if there are any road bumps i pay the price for your inactivity I don't know what you're talking about. Inactivity and depression are not the same thing oh but inactivity still water breeds disease that's that's the saying I've always known. I mean, pond water is you cannot drink out of a pond. You can't you can't drink <laughs> out of a pond. You have a life straw. Yeah, well, I'm not your life straw. You can't drink out of a pond. You can't. You need rushing water. It's it, it's that's so so for me. But that I, that I I overdo it. Sometimes I pack my schedule too full, and then I get sick, and then I have to literally rest because I've just like 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 I always say Friday I had four jobs, eight a.m. to three a.m. Well, babe, all fucking day. I work <laughs> eight a.m. to three a.m. Unrealistic. Just because you work four jobs every day doesn't mean if I work a couple of days a week that I'm gonna be feeling bad. I know, but you have so like the the thing. Here's the blessing and the curse with your job. You've got on the books today, two hour job on Wednesday and a two hour job on Thursday. No, four hour job on Thursday. Okay, so you've got six hours on the books this week. Now doesn't mean you're not doing all this other work and prepping and auditions and all that. I totally get it, but. Something about the human body needs that hamster wheel. We need that hamster wheel. We need that carrot stick. No. To an extent. No. To an extent. Okay. Here's what you need to have in your life as a human. You need to have passion, right? You need to be pushing yourself and growing and learning. 
if you lose those things like passion, growing, learning, if you lose something to like strive for, then you're in trouble. Then your body starts to atrophy, right? And but, you're not but, living your fullest life. But the dangerous life. thing in the jobs that we have is that we're waiting on the phone for someone else to tell us which audition to go to and which job to take. I don't ever feel that way. I don't feel, I, I feel like I would be driven nuts if I felt like I was sitting here twiddling my thumbs waiting for something. I don't feel that All right, way. If I you feel, feel like fine. I've got okay. plenty of stuff going on. Okay. Fine. You know when I feel like I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs. You've definitely seen me go hit, through that in hits, very slow months. Yeah, but I think it hits you a day before you react to it. I think there's like projects and little things you can tinker with that aren't on your books. And me as like a guy who always had a mom who was like, go, uh, go do your line. Go read a book. Go write. So whenever I was like, I'm bored, she would be like, go do this. So like um, yeah, but you're the kind of kid who like got bored every ten minutes and started bugging your mom. Absolutely, I need a lot of shit to do. I know what makes me happy. I need to work out a ton. I need to get on stage. I need to be social. I need to draw energy from others, strangers. I need to talk to a homeless guy. I need to chat with the chick at the cashier. I need to. I need. I need all of that, and then I need alone time. I need I need to be alone and just stare at strangers. I know what I need, right? Could you agree that that's right? But I also sure. I need time with you. But that's something I I've, I've had to address. Where like why is that the last thing on your exactly, list? Exactly. That's that's my point. Is that I have to remember that I, what what I don't know if you understand. And it might be the dynamics of of our working, where like I'm working fifty hours a week and you're working eight. Is that I don't get enough alone time. And you don't get enough time with me. So we have this weird uh, railroad track that's not intersecting. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, like I... What's your alone time? Gym time? Gym time. Gym time. Gym, tan, laundry. No, gym, <laughs> uh, writing, which go hand in hand. I don't give myself enough time to write every day. And sometimes it's the podcast. Sometimes the only alone time I have is a half an hour where I talk to myself which has become literally <laughs> the most therapeutic thing. <laughs> and I think people like it because they just go nuts and I don't, and I can, it's kind of free form and maybe some people might hate it, but I've gotten more messages from people like, dude, you just go off on shit. And maybe it's just because I have a chance to really air out shit and um, not have to worry about being judged. But I do, re- I do remind myself that you might be listening. So I try not to air out completely, but um, yeah, it's just the idea. Like the chances that I'm listening are pretty slim. Well, you have this weird intuition when you know if I'm talking shit to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> You're always like, oh, yeah, I started listening to this episode. I'm like, oh, you better not get to minute 24. <laughs> I try to leave all my shit till minute 24. Chances are you checked out by then. You're on Instagram or something. No, here's the thing with the new Facebook movies. I'll just like, I'll be like scrolling and it'll be like, oh, Dave's new solo podcast is up and it's just got the icon or whatever. And, uh, and, um, you can't I'll, read text while no, you're telling a story. The sorry. whole audience waits buzzed. I was, two and seconds. I was thinking about looking at the face, anyway, so I press play and it just, it just goes, just plays the whole thing. To. And I'm like doing dishes and whatever. It's not like I have to press the podcast app or whatnot. You're in the kitchen eating seven raisins and then the things on anyway. So, so, uh, what's the, what's the lesson here? What's, what do we, le- what are we learning about your, um, about about depression. What is it? Ooh, what do you, I, everyone I it, everyone deals with it. My mom, well, my mom has moods. Well, and everybody experiences it in a different way too. But why is there a shame attached to it if it's just a chemical thing? I don't know. People don't talk about. Why it. Why don't we That's know more biggest... about your depression? 
I mean, I feel like I know what I need to. But what's more important is giving me the tools. Well, no. I think what's most important is giving myself the tools but to I, manage it. I, I totally agree. But I don't part think of that, that you have any come anywhere close to experiencing real depression with me. And I don't want to. Right. And I don't want to know how to deal with it when it's when it's three days too late. And I mean, we had we had a uh, you know I don't know you want me to announce no, this, but no. But the people, this suicide. People do shit. It's crazy. Yeah. People listening have a friend. My. My buddy Diggums died. It wasn't it wasn't depression related, but it's like you don't know it's too late when it's too late, and it's not a conversation people are having enough of. Right. I think the most important thing to remember is that well, for all of us and not just depressed people, is you got to tell the people that you love that you love them every day, every day, and strangers too. You know, like we don't yeah. we're we're really missing compassion in this world, and it. I don't know. It it upsets me sometimes because you do, you don't know what anybody else is going through, right. right? People keep this stuff to themselves. It's like a dirty secret that you keep to yourself if you're feeling depressed. I've gotten to the point where I I feel like I'm more open about it, even to my friends who maybe don't want to hear it. You know, I'll tell a girlfriend like, "No, I've been kind of under a dark cloud lately. Like I'm just, you know, I'm having a rough time and maybe they don't want to strong to say that hear about it. But yeah, it's one of those things. It's holding yourself accountable by saying it out loud. Don't sweep it under the rug. Right. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's just something to work through. But That's when you got to put your boxing gloves on and really like man up to the best of yourself. Yeah. And do the things even though it's not because when you're, when you're depressed, Getting out of bed feels like running a marathon. It's just, I mean, it literally, it's, it takes a physical toll on your body. I know. To get, to put on pants. I mean, it's, it's insane because it, 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 it shouldn't be, you know, it doesn't sound that like that's how it will feel when it's real life, but it, it does feel that way. It takes literally everything. So, you know, you've got to start with baby steps, just like, all right, I'm going to take a shower and maybe go get a coffee today. Like one thing you're going to do that gets you out of the house. That's like the least amount of energy required. What you're saying in, 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 in different ways is you need structure. Well, no, that you have to push through. Yeah. But you're saying you have to have like a, a list, a small list of things to do. Even if it's like, even if it's going to, to do shit that, that really doesn't make any sense. It might not be efficient or something you really need done, but if you got to go send out a card at the post office and wait in line, or you have to literally do something. Even if it's Barnes just and Noble. the one thing. Even if it's just the one thing because you're going to be exhausted at the end of it. It's important to get out and do it, and you'll feel great having accomplished something. And then the next day you got to do it again. Even though you're exhausted, even though you're beat, even though the last thing you want to do is wake up, you you got to go out there and do it. And you know what? I'll say this. And, and then um, eventually you start going to the gym. And then maybe you make a friend. Maybe you make a lunch date, even though you don't feel like talking to anybody. Maybe you fuck your trainer. I mean, who knows what you – well, not you. Hopefully not, but maybe you do. Um, I wish, you know, in dark times that I've had in the past that I had like a podcast like that. Podcast didn't exist the last two times I, were, I was like really fucked up. And um, – my, I'm 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 a I'm a chips all in type of guy. So when I crash, it, it's a hard crash, and um, I think I p- I picked myself up quick from it. But it was the slowest two to four weeks. It's it's we we try to. I know you're laughing at me like, oh that's it, bitch. You only had two to four weeks. No, I'm, I'm saying just, like my thing. Lucky. My thing with my ex was like uh, drawn out over three months. 
it was three months of not knowing that I was probably not the guy that I was fighting to be. You know what I mean? And that sucks when you when for me like when the bandaid's not ripped off. It's like that's the worst recipe for me is not knowing. So whenever we're fighting and you don't want to talk on the phone or you don't want to, you know, you have to understand like that's my. It's, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's depression, but that's my like recipe for disaster is not having the communication channels open. Because even if even if I'm communicating and it's not what I want, even if someone's dumping me. It's still far better than the abyss. Yeah, I think it's always better to to know that things aren't working out than to not know. I just Every psychotic cool. moment has been on some form of ghosting. A chick doesn't respond to me, and I'm just like, "What the fuck? You better be in the hospital. You better have something wrong with you." Well, but you also you can be a little bit unreasonable with your expectation of communication after a fight. You want to communicate right away. And that's just not realistic that's for a un- lot of people. For you. No. You can only speak for yourself. Well, I can speak for other people's experiences too. No, just speak for yourself. It's unreasonable for you. You well, need more time. Well, yes, it absolutely it is easy. unreasonable for me. I would say I'm not the only one, but I need to cool off. But what if... if we're, there's no sense to me. It makes zero sense for us to try and work it out while we're still feeling hot. You ever leave your if cell phone? If we're feeling all hot-headed... We're not going to get anywhere. You need to take a few but minutes listen, to chill listen, out I need to know so what that, that you're time not is. a steaming volcano because that's we're just going to blow up on each other if we're both still hot-headed trying um, to work it out. That's called having an argument. I'm I would cool. rather not have the I'm argument. Cool. You are so Stop far talking from so I can cool. get a word in. You literally, <laughs> everybody who listens to this podcast is like, wow, we actually That's get to the hear episode, from everybody. Tosh today. We got to get going now. Dave normally dominates the conversation. Yeah, dominate the duke. Um, I, uh, it's like if you leave your cell phone out in the sun, it says too hot and it shuts off. I don't know when you're too hot. Because you wall off. So you're walling off. You look blue and cool, but you're really hot. No, so, I'm literally ready to explode. But I need um, you to give me a time frame to which... No, I'm not giving you a time frame. I'm just going to go get cool. I'm going to go no, you're gonna, coffee no, and a croissant. No, yeah, you're going to abandon... But you understand that that comes off as abandonment to that's the person not, that you're doing it to. Ugh, so while not you, abandoning. Listen, but, see, but this is your responsibility to understand that this is just my best method of communication it's an, and you know that it's not me abandoning but you that's a silly that's a that's silly exactly, projection that you're we making we fought the other day and it like barely talked and then i went to the take a shower and i come out of the shower and you're gone the bed's unmade the dog's licking his nut like <laughs> i'm like what really so you couldn't just be like babe i'm gonna go for a walk you like you couldn't leave me in a better place so that we both could you were get in over the shower, it. Shower, you shut the door. You weren't talking to me. You were the one who stormed off. I didn't storm yeah. off. Oh, <laughs> I didn't please! Storm. You if, if, were having a four-year-old temper tantrum because, and I'll say this again: you weren't communicating with me in a way where I was feeling listened to. Oh, Just so, but so, we, but you're not going to talk about your poor communication from the get-go. That made me be like, all right, no, I'm not having this conversation with you right now. Look, we've already rehashed it all. I'm just saying you have to know that your actions affect others, and I have to know that my actions affect others. So if you do need – So hold on. Hold on. And then what else do we need to know is that (laughs) – So her sounds off. So if you do do have to leave, I think it would behoove 
the relationship. <laughs> She's laughing. It would behoove the relationship to just say, "Babe, I gotta get going." And um, I'll be back. And I love you. Uh, you know, your your sound's still off. And I uh, and I think it would be important for you to just be like, "Look, I got. I need some time. You know, I need some time. I love you." And um, I'm mad at you right now, but I love you, you silly dickhead. And um, I'm gonna and then um, and then you and then you go. You know, I'm gonna go cool off, and then better heads prevail. I'm turning your audio back on. I think my actions said as much. Um, your audio's off again, and I'm going to tell you that your actions, you like, it's important maybe to not assume that you're doing the right thing and just know that we're just different entities that love each other. I listened to something great the other day and th- th- maybe we can end on something like this. Um, I wanted to read, uh, a sex question, but, uh, I think we're going to be out of time. So I listened to this podcast the other day and there's a guy talking about his wife and he's like, look, you, you know, you have to understand all women and, and, and ladies listening, just take it for what it is. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to use the C word crazy. But he said, all women are crazy. And you just have to know that one woman's not more crazy than the other one. They're all genetically the same. And, and, if, and again, this is probably complete bullshit. But it, like, love the one that you have and the one that you're with and know that you're not going to have anything better out there. Love the one you're with. Do, do. Love the one you're with. Be our guest. Be your guest, Gaston, fucking you in the chest. Uh, titty fucking. <laughs> you have to, you have to know that you have to, we, we have built over three years of, uh, of, of respect. It goes away when we fight. It's, it's still dog fight. But is there's respect that, you know, like, look, it's about just, you know, the, the reason people don't stay together is because they just decided they don't give a fuck about, about uh, the other person. And we have, we both care about each other. And it, I, the point is, um, is that you just, you got to like know that you just got to work, work it out and, and let the better times be better times. And then we worked it out and we were able to go uh, see Beauty and the Beast and uh, dance in the street together with mild criticism on your end. <laughs> so that's not, <laughs> but anything to add to that there, Wonder Woman? No, I don't think so. So anyway, if anyone's listening, who's got any thoughts of depression or, or any sort of, bad mood day i just re-listen to an episode have have fun with us let us be your friends we're really in this because we care about ourselves and others and, and the mental health because in the end what's a bank account if you fucking hate life you know what i mean one of those Ber- one of bernie madoff's guys jumped off a roof this week still how many people connected to madoff have murdered them have you know what i mean jumped off the roof you know they're all that's what that's the whole what the fuck is the point of a house in the Hamptons if you can't love what you're looking at in the mirror every day? And, and it's out there. And uh, we can't turn back time or change any decisions we made or repair any love with lost ones. But All we, we can, can do, start putting in the work today. You know, loving ourselves today, making ourselves better today. And, and, and I would it's love, just baby steps. I would love if people rated and reviewed this episode. So Sex Actually Podcast. Go to visit us, Instagram, Sex Actually Pod. Share us with your friends. Email sexactuallypodcast Tag at gmail.com. Tag some steal friends. Steal their phones. We're, we're, make them subscribe. Yeah, steal your friends' phones. You're all listening at brunch. Hit the button. Screen grab it. Send it to me so I know what you're doing. Show us that you care. And um, we got we to gotta double our uh, listeners. Once again, we are... We're trying to get this sponsorship, which would be very fun. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Don't you guys think it would be nice if you, if if your boy Dave and Tasha over here had a nice studio because we were paying our rent from sponsors? I mean, I've done 216 of these episodes. You know that I'm not getting paid for them. So uh, 
Anyway, that's my that's my motherly guilt for everyone listening today. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Ashley with E I G H. Statistically, there's an Ashley with an E I G H listening. Dave, lots of Daves, Greg, Peter, Paul, <laughs> all the apostles. You're out there. I know that there's another Tasha listening. From one Tasha to another, share this. I'm talking to all of you. You matter. You make a difference. Serena, we love you. You write in. Dara, oh, actually, I have someone I need to shout out. You got a shout out. Look at that. Mm-hmm. We're getting shout outs. Go follow Tasha's Instagram at Tasha Courtney. She responds to probably every comment she gets. Uh, don't like too many of her bikini photos. No, I'm kidding. Like away. Um, and I, I, I read your messages on Snapchat too. Even the dick pics. She... I, I block all dick pics. So don't send me a dick pic. I've probably blocked, no joke, like 300 dick pics. I've seen a lot of these dick pics. They're not that good. You can do better, gentlemen. Like, <laughs> you're like, don't, I'm not saying shave everything, but maybe shave a little bit of the leg around the ball area. I so guess, it's like I a defined ball, not just dicks. like an Armenian hair mat. I um, anyway, do you know what you're, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, you're sorry. trying to find it. So, yeah. so yeah, we've got a ton. I mean, we've got, uh, uh, it's, it's people that listen in Los Angeles are all over the place. We obviously you're listening now. So we really appreciate that. What you don't understand. I really don't think you understand people listening is that we really do appreciate every message we get. I got a message. Um, I'll read it right here. Um, Jeez, uh, I can't read a fucking message without it being like your Verizon account is past due. Well, stop fucking charging me out of the asshole. How about that? $300. Yeah, you got a problem with Verizon. I got you a problem should. with Verizon. I really do. Um, thought you did an excellent job interviewing this week on the pod. Really great work. Thanks, Christian. That's fucking great. I um, appreciate that. Wondo the Legend messaged me on Snapchat and Wonde, said... Wondo? Wondo. Wondo the Legend messaged me on Snapchat and said, Hi, flying to Oregon and checked out one of your podcasts for the first time. Nice job. Kudos to both of you. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. And he sent that to you privately on your Snapchat. I get a lot of Snapchat. Thundo, why didn't I get a message? <laughs> Trying to get in the middle of this wedge here. What's your Snapchat? Uh, D-Neals. D-N-E-A-L-Z. D-Neals is the snap... Uh, maybe you should take a snap right now or something and tell people to write in. We can answer some sex questions for the next episode. Tasha's got a big snap following. So here, you talking in the microphone, but also do the snap. Just do it when you're ready. All right, I'm talking and I'm snapping at the same time. And I want all of you on Snapchat to know that we've got a great episode of sex actually this week. So you should come check it out. Dave, say hi. Number 216. Have fun. Oh, okay. So we'll, cut off. we'll get that. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I know we meandered the way out of the end of this point of this episode too long. Didn't listen. What's the point of this episode is that build a structure that can withstand the issues that the world hits you with. Play yeah, the game just, of life. Just know what your slippery slope is and know how you're going to work yourself out of it. It's important. And look at your loved ones. And tell them like you the love them. the first time you fell in love with them. Give them a big hug every day. Call your moms, everybody. We love you. See you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.